0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're talking about standards. I don't think I've ever really spoken about this topic before, although there is some overlap in this conversation with some other episodes specifically on things like reality creation but also the episodes about friendship and relationships because what i'm going to discuss today is standards specifically as they relate to three areas relationships friendships and career and the reason i want to talk about these three things is because There are three areas where I personally have practiced establishing, communicating, and raising my standards. And as I'm saying this, I'm also realizing that there are also three areas where I have a little bit of, I have had a little bit of wounding or quite a bit of limiting beliefs surrounding each of these areas. So to actually set standards at times felt like something that was not going to allow me to access something in that area so for example as we'll discuss having standards or what I perceive to be high standards in a relationship my narrative surrounding that meant that I wouldn't find anyone that met that and therefore I was constantly having to lower that and the reason that I had that narrative is because of Experiences that I had had and insecurities of mine rather than really truly being rooted in reality. And I felt like my standards or what I actually desired from relationships and life in general for a long time were either unrealistic or unattainable or just difficult. So I feel like I spent more time Feeling ashamed or feeling like I needed to apologize for my standards. And then, in situations where I consistently felt that sense of lack or like it wasn't possible for me to attain something, then it would lead to me lowering my standards and sometimes very significantly so. It wasn't always the case that I had a clear understanding of what exactly my standards were in each of these areas, but I feel like I could tell the situations that I was in that weren't matching what I desired, even without actually articulating what it is that I desired. So for example, being in relationships where I don't feel valued or I don't feel like I'm being communicated with, even though maybe I've never articulated out loud or to myself that that is a standard of mine, I can sense based on how I feel in that dynamic that something is mismatched and I'm not feeling valued in some way or I'm not feeling safe or comfortable. And so that experience can kind of be the beginning of articulating what those standards are. I've talked before about how when I was really unclear on what it is that it desired in life in general, I actually started with what I wasn't feeling good about. And that helped to tell the story about what I wanted so for example in my job I was feeling really limited by the schedule and so that told me I wanted a little bit more freedom so the same kind of goes for standards I feel in relationships that I've been in where there has been no communication or maybe I don't feel valued that allows me to tell the story of what it is that I do value and what my standards are in a relationship in order to feel comfortable and happy and as though I'm in a sustainable mutually beneficial relationship and again that can go for friendships or career as well when i was in this period of feeling a sense of shame for having standards for life i realized that actually the things i would have to lower my standards significantly for in order to have in my life so whether that was friendships relationships career opportunities or whatever it may be, weren't actually things that I deeply desired for myself or that were well aligned to my own set of values. So, you know, in a relationship, I couldn't see myself or the partnership in general thriving when it was based on one or both parties significantly lowering their standards. And what I've sort of learned and the place I've come to is that I don't need to force myself to be a match for every person or friendship or relationship or situation. Something not working out doesn't necessarily mean that there's a deficiency within me or the other party. Sometimes it's just not an alignment of values or standards aren't being met by one or both parties. And when I find myself in situations where maybe something isn't aligned with a person or with an opportunity, I don't have to spend my precious energy creating a whole narrative and trying to correct why that wasn't a match. And that's something that I've been practicing and it's not necessarily always easy because I think the natural thing when we don't match up with a person or an opportunity is to create a narrative about why we were in the wrong or why we weren't right for the situation. Whereas being willing to recognize that not everything is a match and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something wrong with me or with that person or with the opportunity has been very freeing for me. So there was a period of time and I would say it was triggered by a period where I was noticing that a lot of the relationships that i was finding myself in or dating scenarios i should say were just not enjoyable and i just felt constantly like i was sacrificing my standards and i was having to lower my standards it was during that time that i realized i needed to reframe my relationship to standards and the way that i value myself like i said the word in general, has a negative connotation for me. I associate it with being unrealistic or difficult or delusional. And because for a long time I wanted to avoid being labeled any of these things, it meant that I was more so operating from a place that ensured other people were comfortable versus myself being comfortable. So let's say in a dating scenario I was bothered by a certain dynamic rather than communicating that I would potentially avoid that conversation so I wouldn't be perceived as difficult or having too high of standards in that dynamic and then I think about sort of the reverse or what I perceive to be the reverse of someone who has high standards which is perhaps someone who is more low-maintenance, and what connotations I have surrounding that label or that identity. And quite often, I would see that as being more desirable in relationships, in friendships, in pretty much any scenario you can think of. I would have perceived being low-maintenance as the more desirable sort of identity. I'm not going to speak on behalf of anyone else, but I think specifically as a woman this is true in the sense that being someone who is perceived as low maintenance and you know doesn't have a lot of needs in a relationship and is chill and cool that kind of felt for a long time to me like the most desirable way to be for a partner for a potential partner so here's this thing that I want which is a relationship and I perceive that What is desired in a relationship is someone who doesn't really have any expectations or standards, and even though that feels kind of out of alignment in many ways for me, I start to fall into that identity because I think it's the only way to get what I want. And don't get me wrong, there are certainly areas of life that I feel like I am a little bit more low-maintenance, I would consider myself to be a little bit more low-maintenance, but When it comes to something like relationships, my narrative around needing to be low maintenance in order to have a partner ended up kind of working against me. Because again, what was really happening was I was foregoing my own needs in order to make someone else like me. And when I really sat back and reflected on what those needs were, these things aren't huge expectations they're not massive things that I would expect out of a partner in fact many of them to me I now see as the bare minimum whereas in the past I would have thought that it would be so high maintenance for me to expect this out of a partner even as I'm saying these things the objection that I'm feeling coming up is you know sometimes you have to lower your standards the thing with that statement I find is I think like anything it can be appropriate in certain situations but I have heard way more of that statement than I have encouragement to uphold or actually raise your standards I feel like and again this is only from my experience I'm hearing a lot more not just with respect to relationships, but with a lot of different areas, lower your standards, lower your expectations. Here's what standards mean to me. Standards are a way of communicating that this is what I'm available for in a relationship, in a friendship, or in any life situation. This is what I feel safe and comfortable with, and this is what's important to me in a friendship, relationship, or a job, for example. By having standards that I feel good about, it's also kind of reaffirming a belief about myself that I deserve to have experiences where I feel valued, where I feel comforted, where I feel safe at the bare minimum. And I deserve to be surrounded by people that value my presence, who care about me, who are willing to communicate with me, and vice versa. The other thing I think is super important and has been really a valuable thing for me to learn about myself is acknowledging that there is value in my presence and value in how I spend my energy. And it's not something that I have any obligation to give to situations that feel bad or detrimental or toxic. I have to be willing to First, establish what those standards are within myself and then to be willing to communicate when they aren't being met hopefully in situations where I feel safe and then you know move in a new direction or in some scenarios what I've found is allowing the nature of a relationship or a situation to change which we'll talk about in a moment. So I first wanted to kind of explore how standards apply in my relationship. And one thing about my experience and my history with relationships, specifically intimate partnership, is I used to have a really big scarcity mindset. I mentioned that I didn't feel like I could have any standards because that meant that I wasn't going to be appealing to another person or if I was too difficult, then that person would leave. And therefore, my needs and what I desire from a relationship need to be put on the back burner in order to be worthy of being in a relationship and being able to sustain that. When this started to shift for me, I can actually remember a specific scenario because I really don't remember ever communicating with people that I was dating and bear in mind prior to my current relationship Jamie I was more finding myself in situationships back to back and just casual dating scenarios but even still I would never, ever communicate when something bothered me. Like I said, I kind of just wanted to be perceived as this cool girl who was go with the flow, who you didn't necessarily need to text back right away or even, you know, in a certain period of time who you could just be flaky with and I wouldn't put up any type of fight. That was kind of my narrative and my mentality. And I also just had a really hard time expressing My feelings in general. But when this started to shift for me and when I had one of the most satisfying conversations of my life, which was really a turning point because I showed myself that I was capable of standing up for myself and articulating my standards, was basically I was in this situationship for a few months and it was just one of those things that was so draining because I was so unsure of what that other person wanted and they were kind of giving me breadcrumbs and then Really hot and cold and it just made me so anxious and you know you think something's going in a certain direction and then that person makes you feel kind of silly for thinking that and the whole thing it was just very unpleasant and I never said anything and I kind of just went with the flow and then one day I just something changed I don't know what it was but I was like I'm not letting myself get treated like this Anymore. So I had this conversation with this person where I basically just put it all on the line. I said how the way that they were communicating with me was making me feel, and I just said, like, this is really not something that I want. It's not a relationship dynamic that I want. And if this is going to continue this way, then I'm not interested. And that was really hard for me because, like I said, I had such a scarcity mindset, but I got to the point where I was willing to let that relationship go because the letdown of something not working out was not as bad as being in that situation for basically any longer I just I hit a breaking point I guess and the relationship did end up coming to an end like I said it wasn't really an aggressive conversation it was just very blunt and it felt really good and I found that ending things in that way where I laid it all out and although it wasn't really the outcome that I had hoped for I was able to move on a lot quicker from that to just understand the facts to be up front to be clear on what I expected and to stand up for myself and communicate in that conversation That that is what I deserve and if I'm not finding it here, then we should go our separate ways. In the dating and relationships coffee chat episode, I also talked a lot about this where following that conversation, I would be journaling to myself over and over like every single day, telling myself not to lower my standards, telling myself that what I desire from a partnership is out there and I don't need to sacrifice My values or compromise my standards for somebody else's comfort. And I would just reaffirm that to myself every single day. And to be honest, I have kind of done the same thing with my career and my work life. It's no surprise if you've been a longtime listener here that I've had quite the journey with finding what I feel good about from a career perspective and coming from a place where I was really unhappy and anxious. And now, to being in a place where I'm creative and excited for every single day. And part of that also involved continuously telling myself that I was capable of finding that situation and also allowing myself to experiment and try different things and see whether that was the right path. And sometimes it wasn't, and it's the same with dating. But to be able to have the foundation of sticking up for myself and believing that what I really desire and value out of not just relationships, but life in general is available to me. And, you know, things presenting themselves in a way that tells me that the opposite is true. So for example, having these little pep talks with myself and journaling out about how I deserve to be in a happy relationship, and then going on dates where I experience the complete opposite, still being willing to be on my own side. And, you know, I feel like I just, I have so much, I'm very proud of myself for, at the very least, sticking by my own side and believing in myself. I know it sounds cheesy, but truly I do feel like I have that to thank for a lot of A lot of the things that I'm very grateful for now, today. And the other thing about that is it can be challenging to uphold those standards because sometimes even everybody around us is telling them that they are unrealistic, whether that's for relationships or friendships or career or whatever it may be. And I definitely felt that. I definitely felt for a long time that the doubt that I was having about, well, I I want this out of my life, but is that actually realistic? That doubt was definitely being echoed by other people, and that can be even more of a challenge to maintain. So I'm not necessarily saying that doing this, especially for the first time of establishing some standards and sticking by them and communicating your needs and your expectations is easy especially when other people are so quick to say that they're silly or we should be ashamed of them but I guess what I'm trying to say is I've always been very grateful that I've done so I've never regretted doing that so I deviated a bit from my point but basically I wanted to share some of the things that are important to me in these three areas so relationships friendships and career and like I said I've arrived at these areas being very important to me by oftentimes experiencing the opposite of those things and realizing, hey, that actually is really important to me in a relationship or a friendship. So I would say for everything from relationships to friendships to work partnerships, communication is really big and also honesty. I I feel like that is probably true for A lot of people to be able to communicate with the people in their lives and to be able to be honest and to have a sense of trust another thing with relationships specifically is obviously a sense of mutual respect but also desire and to feel that from your partner I feel like
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
1: When I was dating before, I always was questioning whether someone actually wanted to be around me and was actually interested in me. Now I'm in a place where I don't want to question that. I don't want to ever have to wonder if this person wants me in their life. I want that to be very clear and the same goes for my partner. I want them to feel that as well. Another thing that's important to me is mutual participation in a relationship. So both parties contributing in a way that feels balanced and, you know, it doesn't feel like one person is necessarily the driver and the other person is just the passenger and just kind of passive, a passive member of the relationship. I like to feel that sense of balance and that sense of support and participation And that can go for planning things, for scheduling dates, for household chores. And I don't think that it necessarily, for me, has to be 50-50 in every single area. I think that I like to play to my own strengths and the other person's strengths and interests in how we divide things. And what I'll say is in my relationship being able to find that balance has actually been so helpful because there's not this sense of like resentment of one person doing more than the other. We've come up with a balance of things that we feel really comfortable with and then if that ever gets out of balance, then again, communication is big and we'll talk about it and we can make adjustments and it's not blaming one person or the blaming one person or the other. Excuse me, it's just recognizing that naturally I think things fall out of balance from time to time and as long as you have a mutual willingness to bring it back into balance, I think that is something that is very valuable to me. Another thing, and this is going back to that coffee chats episode about relationships, I had really, really desired someone and wanted to be with someone that valued not just their own family but mine as well and had a good relationship. My family is very important to me and so... Putting effort into those relationships as well is important to me. And then the same goes for me and putting in effort with their family and having that connection as well. And then another one is reliability. Being able to trust that someone is going to show up for you or be there for you, support you, or you can lean on that person in different ways is very important to me. And I'm sure there are many, many more, but one last one is I think I've realized that something that is really important to me in a relationship is a willingness to evolve, both individually and in the relationship. So to be able to have good communication when things are not working in a certain way or, you know, anything like that, I think that is very, very important. Another area of life that I've spent a lot of time thinking about what's important to me. Is friendship. And this is a big topic of conversation both in my personal life as well as here on the podcast because I feel like for a long time I didn't really think of friendship in the same way as some of my other relationships. And if I'm being completely honest with myself, I wasn't prioritizing friendship and more broadly community building in the same way that i was prioritizing other areas of my life and i think that resulted in being tolerant of certain friendship dynamics and myself not really holding myself to a high standard as a friend and i've also spoken here on the podcast before about my you know history with friendship and how i similar to relationships never really felt worthy of being a member of a friendship group, I felt just kind of regardless of my social standing, that at any point in time, I could be discarded, I could be abandoned and because of that again I think my expectations for friendship and what I wanted out of friendship was far different from how I feel now which is I'm much more comfortable with having a smaller circle of friends and having really high quality friends even if that's just a couple and like I said that wasn't always the case for me. So, in other words, this shift in both valuing myself as a friend and a valuable member of a friendship circle or a friendship dynamic, as well as just overall prioritizing friendship more in my life, has resulted in a greater deal of reflection on the type of friendship dynamics that I would like to experience. And really, in a way, like what is important to me in friendship. Many of them are quite similar to the type of standards or desires that I have in a relationship dynamic. So obviously first off is communication and honesty. And these standards that I'm articulating right now are in reference to people that I'm going to have very very close to me. And so it's important to say that I've also taken a little bit of pressure off of some of my other friendships that I've accepted are more in the realm of Acquaintances or company, good company that I really enjoy spending time with, but maybe I don't have the same sense of expectation or standards for these friendships. And I think that that is okay too. But for me, communication and honesty in my close friendships is important. And another thing that's become really important to me, which maybe in the past wasn't, because I don't think I valued my own time very highly, but I think respect for time and reliability again is very important. I feel like there's this narrative that floats around Vancouver specifically and I'm not sure if this is other areas. Maybe it's just friendship in your 20s, but there's this narrative that people tend to be very flaky and you know, always late and people cancel and all these things and That has happened to me a number of times, and I'm sure I have also been late many, many times, but it's only recently become very important to me to establish reliability within my friendships, and it's the results of several occasions where you're kind of left waiting and you're left hanging and you can't really move on with your day, and that's been something that has been really frustrating to me to the point where in my close friendships, I Try to communicate that to the extent that we can to be on time for one another. And, you know, if there is going to be a delay to be able to communicate that and not leave people waiting and just kind of wondering what's happening again, because that has happened to me before. And I just realized that that was frustrating for me. And it's not something that, you know, I wanted to experience regularly in my close friendships. Now, of course, an understanding that things come up and it's not an expectation on each other to be perfect 100% of the time, but sort of having this sense and this feeling that your friends value your time, care about your time. And, you know, I would say that if we're gonna talk about love languages, mine is quality time. And the way of demonstrating that for me is to just be respectful of each other's time and to let people know if you're going to be really late so that they can plan around that. Now, I do know that that's not important to everyone, and I've come to realize that that's not important to everyone and respect that, but I think that in order for me to maintain healthy, reciprocal relationships, close friendships, I should say, that is something that is going to be important to me. Another thing I really value in friendship is to have this feeling of mutual effort being put in and again this is something that I know can ebb and flow over the course of a long friendship but I think that to feel as though your friends are thinking about you and making plans with you and you know initiating conversation in a way that is reciprocal I think is important and in the event that that becomes really imbalanced for periods of time to hopefully be able to communicate with one another about that because again I do think that it's completely fair with things coming up in life to to know that at times there may be a little bit more of one person putting in an effort versus the other, but to feel that overall your friends care about you and that they're putting effort into the friendship, even if that evolves a little bit over time. And then the last one that I'll mention is having a dynamic that is supportive and uplifting of each other. So having been in not just friendships, but certain situations where there's this undertone of resentment or competitiveness, it's not something that I really want to invite into my close friendships, at least not in a big way, because I think it's somewhat normal to feel jealous or competitive towards each other from time to time. But there have been instances and dynamics with people that I feel that the over the overwhelming sense in that friendship or in that relationship is competition. And that's a dynamic that tends to be draining for me and that I've reflected on and that I've identified within my close friendships is important to kind of have more of a supportive and positive dynamic where we can have fun, lighthearted conversations where we can support each other's successes and be happy for one another. So of course, having these standards in place within myself is relatively easy. What is hard is being able to actually communicate when, let's say, someone is repeatedly letting me down or there's a misalignment. And what I've had to really think about in the last little while since I've started to think about my relationships in this way is... What happens when someone doesn't meet something that is really important to you and that you value, but you still want them in your life in some capacity? For me, I where I'm at right now is that I could either adjust my expectations for whatever that dynamic is if I think that that will still make me comfortable. Then of course, just being able to communicate to people because a lot of the times what I've found is we all have different ideas of what a friendship or a relationship should look like. And maybe in my head, I'm thinking, well, there's no way that this person can think that this is a good friendship, but they have no clue that I'm feeling that way. And so giving that person an opportunity to hear my side and hear what my desires are in this friendship is Really good opportunity to potentially grow and strengthen that relationship. I do find that to be challenging, especially in friendships, because it makes me feel very vulnerable and have this feeling of like if I say the wrong thing, this person is just going to leave altogether. So it's something that I've only really started doing with people that I feel really safe and close and comfortable with. And I think that's okay. I Where I'm at right now with those types of conversations of, hey, this kind of let me down or this bumped me out, is only really doing that with people that I feel really comfortable with. And then, of course, in addition to A, adjusting my expectations, B, maybe communicating where I feel that imbalance, there is also a third option, which is to allow the relationship to evolve. And that's something that only recently have I recognized isn't necessarily a bad thing. If there's an ongoing feeling of discomfort because there's an imbalance in expectations or standards, sometimes what I've felt is the healthiest thing for me and often that person is to just allow the relationship to evolve into something new where we're not putting so much pressure on each other and maybe it's a different level of friendship, but it doesn't mean that it's not valuable. I think the majority of inner turmoil that I've felt in a friendship has been because I have an expectation that the friendship is at a certain level and maybe it doesn't really quite feel like that's being reciprocated, but it doesn't mean that I don't like that person's company and I don't want to still see them and hang out with them. It just means that maybe I adjust my expectations and I allow that relationship to evolve. And I've said this before, but sometimes that's not necessarily a permanent thing when we go through these chapters with people where maybe we're not experiencing that same dynamic of really really close friendship or a relationship but i've tried to remind myself that that doesn't necessarily mean that that phase is permanent and I do just want to say that when having this conversation about setting boundaries and standards and expectations within a friendship or a relationship, just know that I have been on both sides of the, the dynamic of either feeling like an imbalance from my perspective or being on the receiving end of someone saying that I'm not showing up in the way that they expect. So it's not to say that I'm perfect either and that I'm always there in the in the way that people need me to be, but I think as I grow more comfortable with my own standards, I have to also become more comfortable with being on the receiving end of what other people are expecting in order to maintain a certain level of friendship or a relationship because it's a mutual thing and it's not all one-sided. And then the last realm, which I've talked about many times on this podcast, that I've had to... Think about and also raise my standards in some cases is my work life and my career and of course this will look different from person to person depending on what their work is but for me my expectations of what I could expect out of an employer or a client for a very long time were very low because I felt kind of at the mercy of my employer and at the mercy of whoever it was that was paying me, essentially. To ask for anything above and beyond the norm or to go out of my way to negotiate salaries, for example, was something that was very daunting to me and that I really had a hard time with. But over the past two years being self-employed and really having the opportunity to kind of set my own rates and do all of my own negotiations and kind of decide how I wanted that area of my life to look. I've had a lot of opportunities to practice raising my standards and being confident and navigating negotiations and I actually mentioned that this is something that I'll practice quite often is to try to negotiate things where possible so I'm not always feeling so small in that department and to recognize that actually I am capable of negotiating and advocating for myself and It's not necessarily my job to make other people do as little work as possible even if it's to my detriment. So for example if I caught something in a contract that doesn't quite work for me maybe in the past I would have just let it go whereas now I will articulate that, I will set the standard, I will not really leave any room for me to be taken advantage of and I don't Always feel comfortable doing that, but it's something that I've really come to value in these types of work dynamics. So, here are some things that are really important to me, and unfortunately, how I've come to discover many of these things is from having a lack of them or from in certain situations being taken advantage of. The first is good communication. As I said with the other areas, I just feel like this always improves the nature of any dynamic is being able to communicate and to be able to get back to people in a timely manner, especially with the type of work that I do where, you know, let's say it's related to a paid campaign and things need to be done in a certain sequence and include certain information. It's really, really helpful for me to do my job well to have good communication. And then of course that benefits them as well, which brings me to my next point, which is that there is a feeling of mutual benefit in any type of work endeavor. So I think, again, for me, part of the resentment that I felt or the frustration that I felt in past work situations is when I felt that I was not really being fairly compensated, perhaps, or fairly treated in general in exchange for the value that I was providing. So Part of that includes being able to be very confident about things like the rates I'm putting forward and getting to a place where I feel comfortable kind of sticking to them and not being so willing to bow down every time someone wants to try to like pay me far less than what my rates are. This was something that was really scary for me at first because first of all, I just felt insecure negotiating anything and that if I was ever questioned about my rates, I would kind of feel the need to just wilt away and go back into my shell. I think I also would take on a lot more work that was well below what I charge and also sometimes even for free and it was scary for me to raise those standards and expectations and actually not take on that work anymore because again, I had this fear that I wasn't going to find anyone that, or I wasn't going to find enough clients that were willing to fairly compensate me. And this isn't black and white. Like I said, there were times that quite frankly, I just needed the money and knowing that that's why I was doing it, but that my intention was still to maintain my rates and find clients that respected that. And again, that there was a good, value exchange happening in those partnerships. Another thing that's important to me is to be paid on time, which I never really had a problem with that when I was working for an employer, but since I've become self-employed and talking with other self-employed people, it seems to be more common that people don't receive payment on time. So that's been important for me to, if possible, integrate into contracts in terms of late payment fees because that's just if you're going to provide work for someone then to me that is the standard that you set when you engage in a work relationship. All right so we've kind of talked through why it's become so important for me to establish my standards and also my values and to be able to feel worthy of having those and Feel worthy of having people in my life that are on the same page but there are a few things that are of course challenging i've touched on a couple of them but i'm going to go into a bit more detail so the first thing that i have already mentioned is communicating when something isn't meeting a certain standard or a certain dynamic that i wish to have in relationships i i didn't really learn how to set boundaries how to communicate you know in this way and so I feel like initially when I would have these conversations I felt like it had to be so intense and I let it get to a point where I was so frustrated by the dynamic that that would come through in my addressing of the situation I've since learned that it doesn't have to be this confrontational thing there are ways to communicate a standard that don't have to be aggressive or hurtful. And I think that it it requires a lot of vulnerability because I do find these types of conversations uncomfortable and difficult. But again, if I'm going to have people close to me in my life, I want to be able to establish a feeling of comfort and safety even in sort of challenging conversations. Another thing that I do find challenging is trying to be honest about for example feeling let down or something having been disappointing versus trying to rush to comfort the other person so let's say someone cancels on me last minute maybe they do it more than once and this is becoming a bit of a theme in the friendship There's this tendency that I have to be like, oh no, it's okay, don't worry, I totally get it, and just really sort of rush to comfort that person when they've ultimately really let me down. And something that I've been practicing, again, in very non-confrontational ways, is to just be honest about how something makes me feel. So let's say, for example, I'm really looking forward to plans with someone and they cancel last minute. Instead of saying, no worries, that's totally fine, I have been practicing saying something that is more accurate to how I'm actually feeling again Doesn't have to be aggressive or rude. Maybe something just like, oh, okay I'm really bummed that I don't get to see you or I was really looking forward to seeing you But let me know when another good time would be for you another thing is not always leaving the ball in other people's court, if that makes sense. So something that used to frustrate me, and I don't know why I've experienced this a number of times, is like waiting all day for someone to get back to you about a plan that you're not quite sure whether you have or not. So it's like maybe you loosely have plans for six on Wednesday night, but you haven't heard from that person all day. I try to not leave the ball in their court. So finding ways to communicate that saying, hey, I'm just checking in for tonight. If I don't hear back, you know, I'm going to assume that you've made other plans. And this kind of helps to alleviate the experience of waiting, waiting, waiting for someone and then them canceling on you last minute and then you're left hanging. And that's a really frustrating experience. So to be able to articulate, hey, I haven't heard back from you, so I'm not sure if the plans are still a go, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to assume... It's not happening and we can plan for another time. So although it has become very important to me to reflect on what my values are in relationships and friendships and in work and to be able to prioritize seeking out those types of dynamics and communicating that, it's not always easy and it's an ongoing practice. And I have also noticed that my values and my standards change over time and sometimes I introduce new things that I recognize are important to me and then for certain phases other things are not that important to me anymore but I do think that being able to see myself as a valuable person in relationships in my career and then to feel worthy of having people that reciprocate that sense of Value and who value me and my presence, and there's good communication and there's a reliability between the two of us. Again, it's a mutual thing. I think the street goes both ways, and it's really important for me to learn how to be receptive to those conversations, and that can be challenging in its own way. But I've just realized that the quality of friendship, relationships, and you know, other areas of life. Are worth aiming for, and I'm capable of having those types of dynamics. And the more that I am willing to seek them out, I find that the more I find other people who are in that same boat. So, for example, if I'm really frustrated with dynamics of flakiness and I don't feel that it's possible to find other people who value things in the same way that I do. I'll always be surprised by how many people I end up having conversations with and open up to who also feel the same way. And knowing that there are people out there that have that same standard or boundary or value and friendship that I do. And it's my goal to seek those people out. So that is the episode for today. I hope that you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your thoughts as always. Feel free to use the Q&A feature in the episode. If you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a comment or a piece of feedback or a question even. And yeah, there's also always going to be the anonymous link in the show notes. And that's it for today. And I'll see you next week.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,